Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. This is Alice Cooper, the original Technotard, and you're listening to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Justin Lemmy. And I'm Sean DeWeird. We're the show that talks about computers. Technology. And the internet. Man, we're all here. I love it. I know, right? Wow. (laughs) Great. I was kind of worried. Now, uh, Justin, thank you so much for coming on because I know somebody in the house not feeling well. And I I know that could be. Yeah, well, uh, don't know what that's all about, but uh, yeah, she's 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 okay right now. She's feeling better. All right, yeah. you got to be careful because you know the flu thing is making everybody nervous. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, no fever, nothing like that. So this is probably just something she ate. Yeah. Now, uh, all right, both of you guys were traveling uh, mm-hmm. last week, and I know that uh, Sean, you did a trek to um, San Diego. Justin, you went to uh, Dallas. Yeah. I mean, was, do you guys get a little nervous about traveling under? You know, all of this stuff that we've been hearing about? Not really. I mean, yeah. I flew, I didn't fly into anywhere that had confirmed cases or even risky cases. So I wasn't worried. Yeah. And the same with me, too. I mean, yeah, I was, my wife gave me a couple like face masks and said, you better wear the face mask and wipe down your, <laughs> I mean, I always wipe down my seat and, and my tray table as soon as I get on there with, with uh, antibacterial. I mean, those things are disgusting. They never wipe them down between flights. Mm-hmm. I mean, a plane can go 30 to 50 flights before they actually wipe the plane down. And it's disgusting. So, of course, I'm always wiping that down to begin with. And, yeah, I get some weird looks. I'm like, well, hey, I'm not going to be the one that has the flu next week. So, you know. Um, but, uh, no, I really wasn't that worried. I know that the CDC has uh, issued a guideline. And then the guideline, they're saying, wash your hands with warm soap and water often. <clears throat> They've been telling us that since we were like three. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm like, how is that different from how it was when I was a kid? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, the, the, this coronavirus, though, is serious. I mean, did you see the news that the, the original doctor that tried to blow the whistle on the coronavirus, which ended up being, you know, he was getting shut down by the Chinese government saying, stop making these claims. Well, that doctor just recently died. Whoa, I didn't know that. From the coronavirus. I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, oh. it just it just happened on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, and China has not been known for being transparent with this, as with SARS and N one H one, and some other viruses yep. over the past couple of years. Uh, they were banning people from talking about it, and now they're saying we're being transparent about it. But now you're hearing about all this cover, other cover up and stuff, and um, so we don't really know the true yeah. impact in China. And, and another for thing, the Wuhan area. The, well, exactly. You know, another thing, too, I mean, I'm not going to try to get into this, make this show about conspiracy theory here, but it is, it is a little odd that the moment they came out with this virus, they said, hey, there's this new virus. There was already three companies out there that had a cure ready to go. A vaccination? A vaccination. And they're basically, I mean, that, that's a little weird, okay? A brand new virus that nobody has ever even seen that particular strain. That's why they call it a coronavirus. It's a new virus that nobody has ever seen you've got three different companies out there says oh we've already got a cure for it which makes me kind of think 
maybe this. Oh, and, uh, and not only that, I was listening to a local radio show here, Mandy Connell on KOA Radio in, in Denver. Mm hmm. And she was hearing some reports, and again, she was even saying, this might be conspiracy theory, but from what we can tell, basically a scientist has able to, they were able to get in and, and dissect the virus, and they found strains or parts of the DNA of the virus that were HIV, oh, wow. which means the virus was engineered. It wasn't natural. Oh, that's now, if that is true, yeah. if that is true... That makes total sense. You got companies out there with already a vaccine out there. It basically means to me, big pharma invented this virus and it got out of hand uh, unintentionally. But they're like, oh no no no, don't worry, we got it, we got it, we got a vaccine, we got a vaccine. So big pharma is basically trying to create a new virus to get a bunch of people sick so they can sell a bunch of their vaccines and make some more money. Wow, it, I don't that, know. That, it's just I don't the know. loss of life and the people sick. The, that that. That certainly concerns me, and that's uh, that's well. That's scary. what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe if this was engineered, if it was engineered, maybe it got released unintentionally, and they were like, "No, we weren't ready for this yet. We still had to do some more engineering to it to make it non-lethal." And maybe it got out, you right. know, before they did, and they're like, "Oh crap! Now what are we going to do?" Well, there, there's a lot of people afraid of, of traveling. You guys just just did, and I'm sure it was. I, I don't know if it was in the back of your minds when you're you're on that plane because you're in an, an enclosed environment the air is circulate recirculated yeah. um uh you know, we know about those two cruise ships that are that are now being quarantined um you know that that's got to be concerning and with them telling us to wash our hands and wipe down things you have to think about it have you ever been to an airport where they have a kiosk and you get on the kiosk and you start using that keyboard how many people wipe the key the, the keyboard down it's probably been days right I mean, this, uh, and we, I have always laughed because whenever I go to the supermarket, uh, with Gloria, she will take the, you know, the, the, the wipey and wipe down the oh, shopping Misa cart. Does, yep. Misa does that every time. And I always think, oh, come on. Oh, come on. But now you look at cases like this and you think, wait a minute, maybe there is something to this. Absolutely. So being safe is well, important. Well, you know, another thing too, is you got the 2020 Tokyo Olympics coming up, right? You know, here in about f four months. And if this thing is still out there in the wild and uncontained, and I mean, that could be a very, very big thing for the Tokyo Olympics. Now, we're, we're actually scheduled to go back to uh, Japan in May, at right. the end of May. So right before the Olympics. So we're going to go from like end of May to like the middle of June and then come back. And it's like now I'm, I'm already thinking like, well, it's going to happen about that, you know. Oh, well, I was just uh, telling Gloria, there was a, a story that came out the other day. The, you do, do you know what the hottest, this was on the internet, uh, the hottest destination for tourism in 2019 the, would have the biggest increase? Mm, no. Myanmar. And uh, the crazy hmm. thing about it is I'm, I'm half Burmese, which, you know, Burma became Myanmar. And so I said to her, I said, Let's uh, let's go to Burma. I want to go see where my my mom was born. I want to see sure. where my grandfather had a medical. He, he was a surgeon. He was a doctor in in Burma, and he had a medical hall. He had his own building, the whole bit. And when they left in the fifties, um, they just left everything behind. My cousin went there in the eighties, and the Francis Medical Hall was still there, and the, huh. you could still see the sign where it used to say, you know, the name of the business, the whole bit. I'd love to go, but she brought up a very good point. If you looked where it is, it's snap smack dab between India and Thailand. So we might want to think and wait till all of this whole thing is just 
where it's yeah. all quieted down. If it does, then I'm hoping Maybe. it does. Yeah, but I'm hoping it does. All right, well, with you traveling though, um, I know I want to. We kind of steer this right bound back around to tech. Uh, did you guys notice any trends in the airports when you were were traveling that made you kind of go? <clears throat> well, I mentioned earlier that I was I went to plug in my phone right while I was traveling. And I, I went to sat down in in the terminal and went to plug in my phone and I was like, oh, I should probably plug in my power brick, but then I realized, oh, there's USB. So I thought, well, maybe I'll just plug in USB. And then I, it just my paranoid brain went, I'm not plugging my phone into any USB port. I don't know where it's going. So they actually put USB like a five volt or three volt, yeah. what a three and a half volt plugs on the wall volt, now that yeah. you you can. Yeah, they'd, they'd be five volt, two amp probably. I don't right. know, but. I don't, you know, you don't know where those are going, where they terminate. I, I granted they're not likely malicious, but you never know. And I just, then I saw other people. They just walked up and plugged their phones into stuff to charge them and left them laying there, just plugged in. Mm-hmm. And how easy it is for somebody to reroute a USB and provide power to it, but also sneak data off of it, is yeah. is a high possibility. So I, I don't know. I just don't i'm not comfortable plugging my phone into a device that i don't know where it ends up i wonder how many people and obviously by the number of people that are using it don't think twice about this oh i yeah, guarantee I'm people sure. don't think twice about it no sure you, the majority of them don't now when you're in dallas dallas is a, a pretty i mean san diego is too but come on dallas is there there's a hub of tech there dell uh, well dell is in texas but i mean there's a hub of tech that, uh, of tech there do you sure. did you notice that in the airports people just go in and plug it in Oh, yeah. And, and not only that, I mean, there's also the other thing that has to be said about uh, <clears throat> uh, people that connect to the free airport Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. You know, and a lot of these places will offer free airport Wi-Fi um, and people will connect their phones to it and think, oh, I'm fine. I'll do my banking. I'll do my social media, you know, all that kind of stuff on, on free Wi-Fi. That's almost just as dangerous, if not more, than, than plug it into some rogue USB because when you're on a free airport Wi-Fi, anybody that is on that Wi-Fi can have the ability, if they know what they're doing, have the ability to sniff the network and find all of your traffic and, and get and intercept all that data. Especially things if you're doing things like banking. I mean, people can get login information for websites and they can steal that and do malicious things with it. So it is very important in today's society that you get yourself a VPN. Um, there are multiple VPNs out there. I mean, just to name a few, you've got private internet access, which I personally use. I've used it for years. I love it. It's about 60 bucks a year. Um, there's uh, NordVPN. There is, uh, I mean, just, I can't even. Uh, Norton can't even, even has, Norton, uh, Norton has, has their, their own, own, right? Yes, but Nord, Nord is another big one. Uh, like Nordic, like NordVPN is a big one. Um, um, I, I can't remember the other ones, but I mean, seriously, it's like, it's not that hard to get a VPN. And when you connect to an open Wi-Fi, whether it be at a coffee shop, an airport, or even just at your business, um, if it's a, if it's open that anybody can connect to it without a password, you need to protect yourself. And when you're on LG, like uh, 4G or, or even 5G at this time, it's not so much of a deal because your carrier protects you uh, mostly. Um, but when you're on a free Wi-Fi, it is very important that you get a VPN. And usually they're so simple that you install the app, you log in, and then when you want to secure yourself, you just open the app, you tap connect, and bam, you're done. 
you are going to be protected from that point forward from anybody being able to intercept your traffic and figure out what you're doing online. Now, VPN, for our listeners who don't know, means virtual private network. And basically, it's it's encrypting on the, the front end and decrypting on the back end. Yes. So in the, all the traffic in between that you're sending over the Internet is all just it's all just random stuff. And it all using the algorithm that they have for the decryption, then that kind of de- decrypts it on the one side. Now, for somebody to say you say, Justin, you want to connect to, at home. Uh, do you you can connect on a VPN right mm-hmm. from your laptop? Does your home need to be on a VPN as well to connect? Do you no, leave that it, on all the time? How does that work? No, I have the app installed, and if I need to use it, I can use it. But for the most part, when you're at home, you're usually the only one that's actually connecting to that VPN. So, no, you don't normally need that kind of thing. Right. So uh, you don't have to have it on both ends. Because I've always wondered about that because I may, you know, do a session and I have a VPN on my, you know, my systems at home uh, or in the office here. But when I'm uh, on location or I'm, you know, one of the radio stations and I want to pull pull down something off my computer at home, I'm not because it's not connected to a VPN. I'm generally going to be a lot safer, even though I'm but I'm connecting through my VPN on my laptop. Yeah. So that's that's good news. Um, And they're not that expensive. Like you said, uh, what, 60, Uh, 70 bucks a year. Private private Internet access was like 60 bucks a year. So, I mean, it's not that it's not that much. Then if you have a, you have it on a laptop, like Sean, you're at, you're sitting in an airport. You, do you use VPN? I mean, to, to connect? Yeah, I just use the free Nord, whatever the free Nord version is. Now, why would they offer it for free? Like what, what is you're going to you're going to get limited in your download speeds and um, you're also going to get limited servers to connect to. So, like I said, for private Internet access. Um, when I pay, I, it, it literally, I, I can connect. Okay. I can connect at home. Now, normally my home, I have a gigabit internet service at home. Right. So I'm getting around anywhere from 900 megabytes download to, um, about seven or 800 megabytes upload what? when I connect to V. Yeah. When I connect to VPN, uh, a lot of times, if you, especially on a free VPN, you're going to get drastically reduced. You're going to get down to like a hundred mega if you're on a gigabit circuit. However, yeah. if you're paying for it, your my my speeds are almost identical, so I'm still getting around 900 up and about you know 700 down or I'm sorry uh, other way around so yeah. 900 down uh, 700 up um, on a VPN service. And you don't have so, to be you don't have to be a rocket scientist to be able to install a VPN. No, it, it's super super simple. You install it, you log in, and then bam. And then also with the paid version, you're going to get a chance to uh, have more servers to connect to. So I can connect to Germany, Japan. I can connect to Russia. I can connect to London. I can connect to Brazil. I mean, I can come out of anywhere I want to. Now, is that why somebody, I've heard people doing this. Is that why somebody would say they want to watch uh, something that's only available in London? They connect to a VPN in London and then they're able to to see that content. A lot of, a lot of times it's vice versa. You got people in the UK that want to watch American TV shows on Netflix, but they can't because it's not allowed in, in the UK. So what they'll do is they'll get on a VPN, come out of New York city and that makes it look like their traffic is leaving New York City, and bam, now they have access to American Netflix. That's pretty cool stuff. I like that. And again, VPNs, they could uh, do a search. Is there? So you recommend Noid, bo- bo- Nord. Both of you guys say Nord is good, right? Um, I prefer privateinternetaccess.com. All right, cool. May our listeners can take a look at that and get more info yeah. about it. Um, that wouldn't have helped somebody in the problem that uh, Sean and I were talking about uh, before we started recording the show today, uh, regarding Google, 
And I don't know if you've heard about this, but um, this is uh, this is pretty scary. If you store all your stuff in Google and try and download it, Sean, you kind of had the 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 info on this. So uh, I saw this posted by Naked Security by Sophos, who also has a VPN, by the way. Uh, the, the here's the headline: Someone else may have your videos. Google tells users. <laughs> And it literally, a vague, a vague, super vague email that starts off with, we are writing to inform you of a technical issue that affected the Google download your data service for Google Photos between November 21st and November 20, 25th. Uh, and all, all it says is, unfortunately, during this time, some videos in Google Photos were incorrectly exported to unrelated users' archives. One or more of your videos in your Google Photos account was affected by this issue. No details about how many, no details about all. Was it all of my videos? Was it just a couple? They just, there's yeah. so well, it was little a, data. It was only a four-day period. And if I remember correctly from the story, it was only people that tried to export all of their Google data. It didn't Correct. affect users that were just going about their day normally. If you went in during those four days back in November of 2019 – and you specifically asked to download all of your data from mm -hmm. Google, which is going to be gigabytes of data. If you did that, there's a chance that you may have gotten somebody else's videos with yours. So not so, just you wouldn't just log into your Google Photo account and no. suddenly see who's the, who's these people. No, no, no it no, only affected like you were just. I'll, I'm gonna just make a backup of all my Google data. Yeah. Well, now you have a backup of somebody else's Google data. Sure, and, and but that's the thing. But here's here's my here's my point. How many people are really going and backing up? And and uh, actually, let me preface that. How many people actually know they can go and download all <laughs> of their Google data? Well, they could do everything with... Google knows about you. Yeah. You can download it from them. There's probably not a lot of people that know that. Let well, alone so, did uh, it on those four day period. So apparently, the CEO of Duo Security. Was one of those okay. people. All right, this dude probably does it every single it. day. Okay, <laughs> this dude is a CEO of a security company. He probably does this stuff every single day, so yeah. he, he doesn't really count. Now, I, I bet you people are, are that have never that maybe just because I've done this before. I have done that where I've gone and I just did download everything right uh, when I want to clear a phone or the whole bit, and uh, and sometimes I never even look at it. You know, I just go in case I ever need that. You know, but here's the thing. What you're getting from Google is not just your your pictures and your videos. It's gonna talk. It's gonna show everything from your location history, uh, everywhere you've ever been that mm -hmm. has been tracked by Google. Because and it's pretty scary. We've talked about this in the show before. But um, what is it here? Location uh -huh. history. It's um, if you Google for Google location history, right? Um, it's uh, gosh, what is it here? I think it's just like. You just Google it. Google your Google location history, and there is a way that you can go in on a website and you can actually track where every place you've ever been on any given day. As long as you're using Google Maps, or I think even Chrome will track it as well, yeah. but mostly Google Maps. If you're on an Android device, it automatically tracks your locations. Um, so it's a little bit creepy when you can see like everywhere you've been in a particular day. If I want to go and track my wife and everywhere she's went, I can go do that. Yeah. It's pretty creepy. I've done that where I've logged in. Uh, I'll get in the car and I'll, you know, turn the car on. And it'll connect. And then it'll say, 
my Google Maps location has been updated. So yeah. it means, yeah, it's, it's actually showing where I'm at. And I mean, you could tell your friends, they could look at you if you, they want to, you want to see where you're at, just pull up Waze if you use the Waze app or pull up Snapchat. As a matter of fact, Snapchat, if you have Snapchat maps on, it will actually show on the Snapchat map, which is, uh, I actually think, I love that feature. I don't know if you guys have used that. Uh, Justin, I know you have a Snap account, but you hardly ever use it. I Yeah, I don't really. Not and really. Sean, you started, you, you shared a picture today that just, I was like, what the heck is that? I had to. I had to sit there and, and screen cap it. I, I screen capped it so I could look at it later to try and figure out what it was. But you can do yeah. that. And what what? let me tell you about one of the other cool things, and not to get too much, too far off topic, but if you do have Snapchat, and I love this, but you can go into your account and scroll up and you'll see a map there. And if you share where your, lo, your map location is, but say you want to see what's going on in your hometown, you can actually scroll, just keep scrolling, zoom out the whole bit. And scroll to, say, Huntington Beach, or you could scroll to San Diego, or scroll to Denver, and you're going to see little blue little dots. If you click on those, that's where people have posted publicly on Snapchat, and you can just see what's going on in town. It's actually a really cool feature. It's one of the reasons I like it. Although, Snap didn't have a, a I guess they're, they're, they had some bad financial results lately, which weren't good. While Twitter, on the other hand, went the other way around, and the first time they had just an enormous quarter. It's been really good for them. So that's uh, that's some good stuff there. You know, there was also, I'm trying to find the article here, and I can't really find it at this moment, but there was an article I saw earlier today that talked about, first for the first time in a long, long time, uh, Google, or Android especially, Android is getting a new feature that iPhone has had for a long time, which is usually the other way around. Yeah, well, yeah it's usually, normally yeah, it's the usually other way. iPhone gets, the, it gets what if Android had. So, you know, AirDrop on an on a iPhone, right? Yeah. Where you can basically mm-hmm. just uh, wirelessly send files and pictures and everything from one iPhone to another. Well, Android is now getting that feature as well. Oh, cool. I like that feature. So then you can just, yeah, exactly. So it's called AirDrop for Android. Um, it's uh, it's going to come up here. Actually, it's rolling out to users slowly currently. So uh, you should be able to find it on your phone um, within the next couple of weeks, I would say. Um, also... The Android also has the new, uh, well, I mean, Mac, I'm sorry. Mac Mac has the ability where you can actually answer and and take calls from your computer uh, using your iPhone. So your iPhone is connected, right? And that's been, a, that's been a, for a while. Yeah. They've had that feature. Now Android is also doing that. So if you have a Windows machine or a Chromebook, as long as you're running Chrome on your Windows, uh, you should be able to have the feature where you can actually take and make calls from your so it's tied so it's tied to your actual smartphone itself apparently yes so it's not like a google voice number or anything like that no it, oh that's kind of cool seems to be this tied to your number i don't all know all of the features of it but i mean that's kind of what i was reading earlier today so i'm i'm going off of memory right now right um i can't really find the article at this moment but yeah it's uh yeah it's pretty cool maybe we share it on the uh, website all right before we got to take a break but before we do i got to tell you something that made me cringe this past week do you guys you guys know who brian may is right yeah yes. the guy from the top gear no uh I, oh that's james may that's Sorry, james brian may, may. <laughs> brian may's from queen right right so yeah. he's one of the original members of Queen, and he's quite a tech head, right? Okay. So he did something the other day, um, and I, I thought, Brian, before you do this, you should say, kids, don't try this at home. He had heard the new iPhone 11 Pro and the iPhone 11 Max was waterproof. His words, waterproof. Uh-oh. And so he said he wanted to test it out. 
Uh, I mean, the guy makes pretty good money. He made quite a bit of money off Bohemian uh, yeah, Rhapsody. You think? Yeah. So he's at a pool in New Zealand. He takes his iPhone 11 and goes underwater with it. Okay. And the video was kind of cool because there he is underwater with a great camera. Okay. And I'm thinking, when is his phone going to die? Mm-hmm. Right? He gets out of the water. The phone passed the test. And um, I thought about it again. You got you to remind people. So I went and I was reading about it. And um, before anybody does try this at home, his phone did continue to work. It passed the test. However, um, Apple is saying this is not water. It's it's not waterproof. It's water resistant. Sure. Yes, of course. And that's that's a big difference. You have uh, your water resistance is 6.5 feet for 30 minutes. Oh, wow. I'm watching the video right now, actually. Yeah, and you cool. can see the video. If you go to Instagram, Brian May for real, that's F-O-R, real, you can actually see the video where he tested out, and I had no idea that the phone could do it, but I'm sorry. I've been so conditioned to keep water away sure, from yes, my iPhone. I, 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 again, I would not be you able can, to do this. You can also go, if you, if you don't have Instagram and you don't want to do that, you can also go to YouTube.com forward slash Brian May com C O M Brian May com. That's the official Brian May channel. And that's where he actually did the, um, the video of this. I'll be honest. I'd love to get him on the show sometime. Uh, Honestly, he is, uh, just an absolute tech head. I'd be a, so I said, I'd be such a fangirl at that moment. (laughs) I can hear it. I wouldn't even be able to talk. I'd be like, (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I'm Justin. Let me find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Hey, Bill Nye, the science guy here. Whenever I am listening to the radio, especially Tech Talk Radio, it's just such a party. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Justin Lemmy. I'm Sean DeWeird. And I am Andy Taylor. All right, so... With the world of technology, it's constantly evolving. And once in a while, we find that the evolution takes us back to the heyday of when we were like flip phones and how flip phones were the cool thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the nice thing about see the bad thing about smartphones is when you want to hang up on somebody, it's not as dramatic. You know, you, you hit the button real hard. They can't hear it. But with a flip phone, they can. Yeah, and the flip phone, te- <laughs> right? Uh, the flip phone technology is actually kind of coming back. Um, we talked about this uh, about six or seven months ago. Uh, Motorola was going to be putting out a uh, flip phone. We kind of thought it was go- goofy, but it's actually, from what we're hearing, pretty cool. It's the Motorola Razor Smart Flip. I, I think that's what they're calling it. It will set you back about fifteen hundred dollars. Jeez, for a foldable phone? For a foldable phone. But it's, but it's not, a smartphone. But it's it a smartphone. Yeah, it runs the, Android. It, yeah, and it's not like, you know, you would flip it up and you've got one screen. It's an entire screen, which is kind of a cool thing. Uh, okay. However, they're going through, you know, continued testing. What did you call it? Uh, the, is it the Motorola <clears throat> Flip? It's called the Motorola Razor. Razor? Are they calling the, it the Razor the, Smart? No, they're just calling it the Motorola Razor. But fifteen hundred bucks for, oh, the, for the phone. Oh yeah, yeah. That does yeah, look yeah, pretty it, good, though, it right? It looks cool. But I found an article uh, that was posted uh, the sixth of February, and it was an article by CNET where they put it into a machine. I know that you know, obviously Motorola did, did factory testing and stuff like this, but 
it's kind of great because they have a video of it where live a live stream video of this thing just sitting here in a machine just going like this clapping just flapping the phone close open and close yeah open and close wow. open and this close looks open and close cool though like the and way the screen it, is it took 27,000 approximately 27,000 oh flips to uh to break it to break the hinge that is cool and it, and it didn't break the screen it just broke the hinge Wow. Wow. So what do you think? I mean, does this look like uh, pretty cool technology? Uh, I mean, it's a, it looks like a cool phone. I just, I don't know. It's it's cool because it's really small. When you fold it down, you still got a front screen on it. So you can still like see some sort of like notifications and things. But it's it's literally the size of like a makeup, you know, like a pocket makeup case or whatever, you know. Um, but when it falls, yeah, just go Google it. I mean, go, go look it up on the Internet there. I mean, Motorola.com slash US slash products slash razor r-a-z-r the screen uh, looks pretty bright you now i'm just wondering can you see a seam on the fold uh, you can't it doesn't look like it no that's actually it, pretty neat it's yeah i mean it, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's using oled right yeah that have to be it's gotta be yeah the, it looks amazing um i'm looking at, at it right now as well now this is going to be available through verizon uh to start off right that's that's where you're going to be able to pick it up well, that's where the, the the razor first appeared was with the Verizon. Right, um, this is pretty neat. I haven't seen one yet. I'm gonna have to see if we can get our hands on one uh, because that would be fun to show on TV. Yeah, and then my my luck, I'll open it up and break it right oh away. Oh my gosh, that is so cool! <laughs> yeah, the machine. He's he, uh, Sean just linked us the YouTube video from CNET that shows the machine just opening and closing the screen. That's wow, that's pretty cool. That it's, is pretty it's cool. Four yeah. hours long. So it took four hours of constant closing and opening and closing and opening. Well, you know, here's the thing. Okay, you get 27,000, right? But you got to understand there's friction involved in this. And if it's constantly doing it back and forth, 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 it's going to create friction and heat and it's going to weaken the joint. So sure. I, th I know they said 20, what, you said 27,000 or 25,000? 27,000. 27,000. And, you know, like Motorola, Motorola says it can get over 200,000. Yeah, exactly. If you use it like a regular phone, but if you're constantly going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, yeah, of course it's going to break a lot sooner. That's good yeah. stuff. I don't know. Would uh, would you want to move from your Samsung device yeah. to Motorola? I have a Google Pixel. No. Oh, you had a Pixel. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, I would not. No. Yeah, you're pretty happy with the Pixel. I love it. It's the best phone I've ever owned. Right. And uh, one of the things that hold on, I'm, I'm I hit the wrong thing on my screen here. Let me. So this way, because for those who don't know, no, we can actually all see each other. So we're all, and we can share things while we're doing the show. And it's a, don't you love technology? This <laughs> makes it so cool. I like that. One, but um, one day we'll do a live video stream. We and we were we were talking about doing this what uh, in December. We said okay, that's it. Twenty twenty, we're going to start going live with the show. At least you know allowing people to to comment or have a question. Which brings me to a subject I wanted to talk about. Um, and Justin, you can give us your input on this, Sean, as well. You ever go to a uh, like a Best Buy or Target or, you know, Fry's, any computer store that's a, a big box store. And you walk along and you hear people talking and your ears just kind of like perk up a little because you want to hear what advice they're being given or what they're talking about. Yeah, time to time. So this happened uh, to me just... Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, I'm in a uh, Best Buy and I hear a couple there. They had to be in their 60s trying to decide what laptop to buy. They had a piece of paper. And this is where, where my, I finally said, OK, I've, I've got to I've got to tune into this one. They had a piece of paper and they were trying to understand what SSD technology was. 
Now, uh, for our listeners who don't know, Sean, SSD technology, I mean, I can explain it when we, so all of us can chime in. It's just solid state drive. It's SSD just stands for solid state drive. Yeah. Is a solid state drive better than a traditional drive they're going to find in a laptop that's going to sell for about four, maybe 400 bucks? Yeah, it's it. The data read write speeds are way faster than a traditional spinny drive, so yeah, they're better. And you're gonna, especially you're gonna with, pay a little bit more, but yeah, but compared to five years ago, the prices have significantly dropped yeah. on SSDs. So you can get reasonable prices for 500 gig or one terabyte solid state drive. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So this couple didn't understand it. They had paper that was written down. So I just want to remind our listeners that when you're helping a relative that is very non-tech. And I, I ended up going over, there were no salespeople around, going over and actually answering their questions. Did you, um, did, did you, did you throw a plug for Tech Talk Radio course, while you were doing it? Of course. <laughs> uh, I said, uh, you know, I gave him the plug for Tech Talk, told him I was, I was the tech guy over at Fox, and I gave him my card, and I said, let me answer a couple of your questions. I, I heard you talking, and, you know, I thought they were going to yell at me for being an eavesdropper, but I, could, I can't help it. Yeah. I mean, but one year I was in a store, I'm not going to say which one, and this guy was saying, I think my power supply on my computer's dead. And I remember this, that was a sales guy, not an expert that was in the store, told him, well, you should open it up. There might have a fuse in it. You may be able to replace the fuse. Oh, my God. It's telling a guy to open up a power supply, which stores That's power. Dangerous. That's dangerous. The guy could electrocute himself, right? Yeah. Anyway, so so uh, I explained to SSD why if you're, buy, if you're shopping for a laptop, they were right to write it down. However, you need to, they need to understand what that technology is. So SSD, solid state drive, faster boot up time. Um, you'll generally see sometimes less storage than you're going to get than you will with most laptops will have a terabyte, terabyte and a half or a hybrid drive uh, in some situations like on a desktop. Uh, but I, I do explain that. I explain what the eight gigabytes is versus 12 gigabytes. Uh, they were told they needed 12. But the big question everybody should ask Sean I know you know the answer to this one Justin I don't know if you know the answer what is a big question when somebody is shopping for a laptop if I was a salesman and I walked up to you what is the one question I should ask you if I'm the salesman or no, if I'm, I'm, the, I'm uh, the salesman yeah I, yeah say say I will I will tell you the other way around I'll tell you the first question I'm gonna ask you what is that salesman do you make commission <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not. No, it. seriously, seriously. <laughs> because then I'm going to know exactly what you're going to lead me towards. Good point. No, Sean, all right, what is the question? What are you going to use the computer for? Exactly. Well, right? Ma uh, yeah. The main purpose of the computer, yeah. whether it be emailing, Facebook, streaming, whatever. I somebody remember. comes somebody comes up and says, "Hey, you know, I want a new laptop." And I want to play Escape from Tarkov on it. I'm not going to sell them a Chromebook. No. Okay, because it's just not going to it's not going to run the game. You know, but yeah, you're right. It's the most important thing is what are you going to be doing with this computer? Now, even now, I I don't know about you guys, and I still I feel a little better about Chromebooks having looked at one recently that actually ran the Windows OS on that on that. I mean, you can't really call it a Chromebook. Well, I guess you can. I don't know. It would, a low end. You know, cloud-based Windows computer, all right? Mm -hmm. um, I feel better about them now, but even somebody who tells me I want to use for Quicken, I want to be able to do my taxes on it, I want to be able to send emails, I'm still going to steer them into a laptop that is going to be about low-end $400 up to about $699. Mm -hmm. 
and I'll probably steer them towards Lenovo or Asus. Nothing against HP, but I just found HP has so much bloat on those. Uh, that And, and I, I told this couple that they were looking at the price range, and they ended up going with an HP. Um, I told them, I said, one of the things, if you're going to get this one, it didn't have a solid-state drive, I would go ahead and invest in the extra money and replace that drive. You know, if you don't want to spend an extra $150 on the back end and get one with SSD, maybe get, you know, somebody to replace that 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 traditional spinny drive, as Sean calls them, to an SSD drive, and they're going to be happier with that. Mm-hmm. But the, that's the big question is, what are you going to do with the laptop? Yep, That's a question to ask. And every good salesperson should ask you that question. But if you're eventually, you know, some people, you know, they get the laptops, though, like you, Justin, with your desktop and, and everything else. Or you, you buy something and then you say, well, wait, I, I want to be able to do this. Now, I found something else that was interesting. Um, you know, we, we a lot of people uh, use Netflix. Not everybody, but mm-hmm. a lot. And one thing about Netflix that I, that kind of annoyed me, um, but a lot of people actually liked it, was the whole autoplay feature. Yeah, what, now tell us about that. What is that? Well, I mean, basically with Netflix, I mean, you get done watching one episode, it automatically will start the next episode as the credits are rolling from oh, the first episode, that. it'll say next episode in five, four, three, and then bam, it just starts the next episode. So it's keeping you tuned in because it doesn't give you a chance to take a break and say, nah, I'm good. I'll, I'm yeah, but network television else. has been doing that for years. Yeah, well, not the same show. They're they're switching shows, you know. So it's like I don't want to watch this next show. But you haven't seen a you haven't seen the marathons of Law and Order that they do on TBS. Well, they will do yeah. that same exact thing, and it drives me nuts because yeah. you're, you're hooked. So the thing is, is Netflix has done that ever since they started their streaming service. Well, now they finally released the feature to allow you to turn autoplay off. Mm. And in order to do that, all you have to do is you sign into Netflix from a web browser, not, not your device, but your web browser. Go into Manage Profiles. You select the profile that you want, and then uncheck the option that says autoplay next episode on a series in a series. On all devices. Right. So next time you're on your phone or on your tablet or on your Fire TV or Apple TV, whatever, when you go to watch another show, it will not automatically play the next episode. See, I'm a film guy. I want to see the credits. I hate that. Because it was, then you can never see it because it flies by. Or, you know, it's a Well, it's yeah, a that's the thing screen. about the credits. Yeah, the credits, you can never see them anyway. <laughs> but the, the big thing that you didn't mention about the autoplay stuff is it will now, this will also stop the ads from autoplaying, the trailers. So when you just log into Netflix and you get to the top and it's got your, the videos that Sean wants to watch. Right. Yeah, sure. It might, it might autoplay the trailer. Sure. Yeah. Or a little snippet of the show to show you what this, it's about. This, turning that feature oh, off will stop nice. all of that from happening as well. Nice. Oh, but I kind of like good. that. I like that when you say, oh, maybe no, I do want to watch why? it. why? I hated it. I, I, I actually like that feature because I'm like, if I'm scrolling through and I see a comedy special, I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. And then it plays like 30 seconds of his stand-up. I'm like, okay, I'll watch yeah, it. Then I'll watch it. Did you watch the Russell Peters yet? Uh, no. Uh-huh. I just got done watching John Mulaney, uh, Comeback Kid. I want to see that one. All right, That's we got to take a quick break. We come back. Justin, are you going to be able to hang out? Because I know I've got to take off. Actually. All right, all right. I know that. Uh, I actually will tell you coming up, uh, how you can see Lost. If you watch the show Lost, oh, maybe you man. never saw it. Now you want to finally see it. I'll tell you, you can see it for free with a catch coming up. This is Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeer. And I'm Justin Lemmy. Find us at techtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Hi, this is Colin Mockery of Whose Line Is It Anyway? You're listening to Tech Talk Radio. I don't know how it works. It's all magical stuff to me. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Sean DeWeer. I'm Andy Taylor. Thank you for joining us. 
So let me ask you, Sean, how you, uh, Justin had to, to take off and we're, again, we're hoping uh, everybody feels better, but um, uh, you had to do, go to San Diego. Was this a work thing that you had to do? It was for fun to see a friend for his birthday and to see my brother. Oh, that's cool. All right. Now you posted something today on Snapchat that had me like trying to figure out what it was, uh, IP audio. And I know IP means internet protocol, not intellectual property, but uh, what is that all about? It's so we work with IP based video and audio at work. Mm -hmm. So following an IP workflow is quite difficult. Uh, so the, the, the schematic that you saw drawn out on the whiteboard was kind of just our workflow of how audio gets in and out of our console at work and into the router, into the video router and how it breaks apart and how it handles the multicast streaming and how it names things using Dante and Maddie and Livewire and a handful of other protocols and just how it works in our system. I had somebody um, that asked me about IP audio not too long ago. And I had no clue what it was um, because, see, the way that normally we may connect our audio up and for anybody listening that that has ever done any recording, um, you know, you XLR wires, connectors. But this is all done through what cat cat connectors is uh, it's through, yeah, it's through cat, you know, cat six, cat five connectors, networking uh, through network switches. And it, it all it's all done by uh, it creates multicast address multicast addresses which can be read by other um basically you go from a node to a node via a multicast address and it goes comes in analog it's converted to ip gets spit out as a multicast address gets converted back to analog and in or out of a system so it's just, it's just how we handle the audio in our workflow at uh can't even imagine at, that and you had a, it, you had a flow chart all this out with all the right uh, ip numbers the whole bit yeah, we have you know we have to keep track of because every multicast address is its own IP and it's just it's generating it's just it's very confusing if you if you're just coming into it, but uh, I promise it makes sense once you delve into it a little bit. <laughs> um, but yes, you do have to keep track of IPs and you have to have the right networking gear and you have to have the equipment to do it and you have to be doing using the right protocols because. Livewire doesn't talk to Dante. Dante doesn't talk to Maddie. You have to convert stuff, and it gets wow, gets complicated. I had somebody uh, also that asked me the other day about doing a video presentation, and this this would be good for any of our listeners that uh, do any of the the you know uh, community type stuff. Uh, and they wanted a video stream going to be sent via, via Cisco, okay, and but they needed a camera that would be able to connect. And be able to send the video feed. I can send an audio feed separately, uh, all to the device that they would send me, similar to what we use in the in the studio for audio. Um, but I was thinking I don't have an output to HDMI. However, I suddenly remembered the ATEM Mini, and I was thinking, wait a minute, if I can put this into an ATEM Mini, I would be able to export that to the Cisco router and be able to handle it that way, wouldn't I? Uh, without actually seeing all these the, the hardware and the specs of what likely yes, but yeah. like I said, without seeing the specs of the device and what it can accept uh, in front of me, I don't know the answer to that. Uh, well, on the uh, on that that note though, November we were supposed to see the Blackmagic Design A10 Mini. Did you finally right. get it? I have not bought ah. it. Yet. I was I was I was <laughs> going to before my trip, but then my trip came up and I just kind of got distracted and forgot to buy it. 
Right. Uh, it's it's sitting in my cart on B&H. I'm ready to buy it. Uh, the wife approved me to buy it. Uh, <laughs> you had the boss approval. <laughs> well, just, you know, hey, I'm just going to buy this $290 thing. Yeah. Um, but in reading the reviews, and this is something that, that didn't come up, and I was interested, it was intrigued by it. It does not have a multi-viewer. Wait, so you can only view it on one output? So whatever. So if you're looking at the output, you, you there's no way for you to – so if you have four devices plugged in, four right. cameras, there's no way for you to see all four angles at one time. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, so there's no multi-viewer in, in, in this. And I don't know – like I said, these, these are the first user reviews that I've seen, uh, and that was the biggest complaint, no multi-viewer. Now, the only thing you could do in that case is some of the video cameras that are out in the market do have the ability to plug in an external monitor. Correct. Right? So you could put a monitor on top of the camera so you know, all right, I'm going to go to camera three. You hit the button for three. You know that's the picture you're going to get. Yeah, sure. But likely you're not in a scenario where you have that and you have cameras that are set up. You know, if you're streaming something, you may have a camera pointing down. You might have an angle on talent, a two shot, a wide shot you know, an over the shoulder or something, you know, you don't always know what the shot's going to be. So if somebody moves out of frame or, you know, who knows? What about but, a preview? Does it have the ability to preview? That's what I I'm thinking. Like I said, I don't know because I haven't got my hands on it yet. But oh, like I said, the, the user reviews, the biggest negative review is no multi-viewer. Now for our listeners that uh, want to find out more about this product, we've talked about it before. We've interviewed uh, one of the product managers from Blackmagic. They were on the show uh, some time ago. Uh, just the website address is what black magic design, black magic design.com. And right. it's the ATEM mini A T E M mini. This would it be great. Mini, for... It is a mini version of their ATEM switcher system, which is a great standalone switcher system. You can get, you can actually get a physical switcher mm -hmm. that controls it, or you can use the soft, what I call a soft surface, which is a digital surface for, uh, on your computer making changes. Um, and they, kind of come in a couple different tiers, like the high end, the middle, the lower end, and now the mini. We're so. going to have to see who gets theirs first. <laughs> yeah, I, I really want to get it. I think I still want to get it. And, uh, just to see, just to play with it, just to get hands on. All right, so uh, have you ever used, uh, now there's some free services out there when it comes to streaming. Some people have still, you know, they've cut the cord. We've talked about cutting the cord before. Um, and I know you had some relatives that recently did this. Uh, yeah, my in-laws recently cut recently cut from Comcast or now, from Charter. Charter, remember, Charter whatever, Communications, whatever, yeah. whatever they have. A, a how are they? How are they liking it? Are they are they getting adjusted to it? You know, I thought I was going to get phone calls or text messages saying, "Help, we can't figure it out. We can't see our local channels." Haven't had a peep since Christmas. Now, did you get them set up with uh, YouTube TV? YouTube TV. Yep. So I got we bought them uh, a fire an Amazon Fire Stick uh, because their Samsung TV they bought in 2013 is not smart enough. Right. So they couldn't get Disney Plus. They couldn't get Net uh, YouTube. They couldn't get YouTube TV. So they had to get something external that would do YouTube TV. So we got them an Amazon Fire Stick, and then they went out and bought an additional one for their TV for the other TV. So they have one in their living room and they have one in their dining room. Then one in the dining room, they'll be able to take, unplug it, take it upstairs and watch it in their bedroom or whatever. Right. Just as, e just as easy as unplugging a, an HDMI cable. Now, with a, so, some people have wondered about this. If you have an Amazon Fire Stick in one room 
and say you have an Amazon Prime account, you can still have another Amazon Fire Stick in another room and still have Amazon Prime in that. You can Correct. you can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one of the app apps that's on there is IMDb, which is Internet Movie Database TV. Correct. And IMDb is owned by Amazon and they have been really pushing the whole idea of being able to provide streaming television shows and movies. And they just signed a deal with Disney. So they're going to be carrying my so-called life. Uh, they're going to be also be carrying a show that a lot of people, you know, they've never, never got into, but it, I tell you what, it still stands up today. Still good television. Uh, the show lost. And that is the show where they're on the Island. And, you know, it just, it, it went for many seasons and then finally they, you know, they wrapped it up and everybody was confused. I've been to the island where they filmed Lost. Are you kidding me? Uh, well, that was yeah, Hawaii, right? It's, it's it's in Hawaii, yeah. It's on Oahu. There's a park. I don't remember the name of it. There's a nature park reserve that uh, hosts and films a lot. They film a lot of movies there and stuff. Uh, so Did they actually say this is where Lost was filmed? No, they actually have like the bunker. Oh, you're kidding me. I got to yeah, go. They, they have like, <laughs> you know, they have the computer that they had to type the code into and all this. Are you kidding me? I had no idea. Yeah. I love that show. I was a big, I was hooked on that one. Never, I just, never got into it. Oh, I loved it. Uh, from the first, it was one of those shows that I watched and then I watched the second one and I said, oh, wow, this is really good. And then I, I would binge them, you know, I would binge them because, you know, they were already available for you to watch, you know, in, uh, in on demand. And then it was like, okay, I really got into the show, so I loved it. Yeah, great show. But that's that's going to be on IMDb TV. Now, the catch is, and you're going to find this with a lot of the services that are out there, and IMDb TV is one of those that's available on Firestick, uh, is that you will get ads. So, you know, the it's just like watching it on network television. But yeah. somebody else who's doing that is Plex, and Plex is continuing to develop. I updated my Plex server, and... I have to navigate through all of that, and I, I don't like it. You don't like I it, though? I, I, I don't like it. I don't want to watch. I have a Plex server for the media that I've digitized. Right. I've got Disney Plus and Netflix and all that for all the other stuff. Serve me ads over there. I don't care. Start serving me that garbage on my Plex server, I'm going to get a little... Yeah, because when you, when you look at your Plex screen, you'll see your content. Then you can see other content provided by other people that you choose. But you can go in your settings and choose what you want to show and maybe what you don't want to show, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, you should be able to turn that off. Yeah. I, you have to hide it. Right? You, have to, you, can, you have to hide the menus and it's fine. But just the first couple of times, it was like, I had to do it on my TV upstairs. I had to do it on the app on my phone. I had to do it on the app on my iPad. I had to do it on the Plex player on my computer. I had to do it on the, the Xbox app. I had to do it on the PlayStation app. I was just like, let me just disable it at the server level and get it over with. I don't care about it. I don't want it. Now, if you want to go uh, Amazon, I know the Fire Stick does offer Plex as an app that you could download. Um, Apple TV offers it as an app. Some smart TVs, uh, I know our LG smart TV orders uh, offers it as an app. You can you know add that app. And take a look there. But again, it will, that's just like some of the other services that are out there. It will stream you some ads. And, you know, similar to what we're going to see when uh, Peacock is, starts streaming. Peacock is the NBC streaming service, which I believe launches in Mar in May. Is it May or March? It's I don't know. I, I've not been following that. Yeah, that's, that's, and they're going to, you know, there's big talk about the Friends reunion and, you know, other shows that we're going to be able to see on uh, Peacock. But 
that is uh, that is something again that you're gonna you're gonna have different levels of service: the ad level, the one without, the whole bit. So for streaming uh, streaming content, that is uh, that's actually gonna be pretty cool though. I'm looking forward to that. The one I really want is HBO Max though. That's a Warner Brothers one because that's gonna have the the Looney Tunes and all that fun stuff there. It's going to be just as expensive as paying a cable bill here pretty soon. <laughs> it sure will be. <laughs> I kind of like that, though. Uh, yeah, not too bad. All right. Now, we've got to come up with a website of the week. Uh, and I don't know if you've got something in mind. Uh, because, honestly, um, there's so many so many websites in the last couple of weeks that have popped up that I've said, oh, this would be a great one to cover. This would be a is great it, one does to it, cover. Does it have to be tech-related? No, you think you can come right. up with I've one? Got, I've got, well, I've got one. I will really? Gladly, I will gladly push one. All right, so we're going to take a break. We come back. Sean will share the website of the week with us, non-tech related. Looking forward to that. This is Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean Deward. We'll be right back. And now, back to Tech Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Rick Derringer, Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo, and you're listening to Tech Talk Radio. Welcome back to Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. All right, and we have a we have a couple of uh, websites of the week. So Sean has got one that is non-tech related, but honestly, it's 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 kind of you would consider it, a tech, right? It's it's tech related because okay. I use it. Uh, it's called dndbeyond.com. Oh, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> it's a DND resource. Means Dungeons allows, and Dragons. It's a game. Means Dungeons and Dragons, but you can. You can get the source books, you can get the adventure modules, you can build character sheets, you can build campaigns, and you can share these with other people. And so what I do is my players have all built their characters on there so that when we're playing D&D remotely, because I, I stream D&D weekly, uh, I play with friends from all over the country weekly. So every Thursday night I get, there's seven of us that how get do you, together. Now, I don't know, how do you play a board game with people in other parts of the, the country? So there's another website called Roll20.net which allows you to build maps and interact with players and the players can move their, you know, you can put creatures in and move. It's, it's cool. Watch, you can check out my stream, tipsy torrent, Twitch pushing that. But, tipsy torrent. Now that's fine. That's that's on Twitch. Yeah. Twitch.com backslash tipsy torrent. All right. E I P S Y T A U R E N. Uh, it's from my world of Warcraft days. It's just, I've kept it. Uh, but yeah, I stream once a week. Seven of us get together. Uh, it's really fun. We, I love playing D&D. I've been playing D&D for 25 years. Um, and uh, it's just really great. It's a great resource. If you play D&D or you're interested in playing D&D, check out D&D Beyond. Now, uh, and that's, that's, not a, that's not a game that's going away. Some people thought, well, no. as soon as computers came around that it would kind of take over for D&D. And that's not the case. No, it's not. It's, it's it's actually becoming very very popular, uh, specifically because of a of a group uh, called Critical Role. They're a bunch of voice actors that started a D and D podcast called Critical Role, uh, with a playoff of if you roll a you roll a d twenty for a lot of the things in the game. If you roll a twenty on a d twenty, it's called a Critical Role. So they took that name and played with it. Um, but they became very, very popular um, voice actors from a, a plethora of genres, uh, actors, voice actors, uh, and they are very popular. And it's I encourage you to check it out because it is a treat uh, to listen to. It's a podcast, but they also stream on YouTube uh, and Twitch every week. They're great. Let me get mine in before we wrap up. Uh, if you're traveling, and I don't know if you've ever used this, seeguru.com. Uh, if you're going to be traveling, you book your flight, 
check your seat. You can find out where you're going to be. You may even be able to adjust your seat. But again, SeatGuru.com, great for those travelers. That's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird, and we'll see you soon. And you can find us at TechTalkRadio.com. Take care. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.